Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing another Q&A number three. Uh, Actually, it wouldn't be another one. This is the first Q&A number three. That's true. We're doing Q&A <laughs> number three, number one for our first Q&A number three. And it'll be our last Q&A number three because next one will probably be number the, five. The, the Q&A number five, <laughs> four, what? Anyways. I, uh, sorry, I can't speak. We have questions. <laughs> you have answers, so we're going to ask them. Okay, flip that, reverse it. That's what it is. You have questions. We have answers. Let's get to the cues. It's been a while. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. This is episode 74, and it is brought to you by Nobody, because we are sponsorless. We so are. Welcome. You don't have to sit through one minute of us talking about something. That's true. You don't. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've... You it's know, been two weeks. Sat I, here. I feel bad, guys. I keep every time we do that. Uh, no episode today. Post on Instagram. Hurts. People are very upset. It's been two weeks, but uh, we had a good a good pause. So um, it was worth it. it. It was worth it. It, it. Is it weird that it feels weird to be sitting here again? You know what I mean. It, it, it's funny how after just, it, but this happens every pause. I feel like just that one week break or two week break, yeah, yeah. It, it gets you out of that rhythm, you yes, know? For sure. So even for half a second, you're like, how do I set up the equipment again? My Wednesdays have been just, just awful. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, now we're getting back into the groove. So at the moment, no foreseen pauses. So you might have a full month of pauseless uh, entertainment from the Americans in Germany drinking whiskey channel. But again, no guarantees. <laughs> no gu- Who knows? Could be a surprise trip to Calcutta. Who knows? Who knows? Where is Calcutta? I don't know. Hmm. Where's Timbuktu? I'm saying Asia. I think it's in Africa, Timbuktu. No, I'm in Calcutta. Yeah. Sounds like me. But I'm not going to... We're, uh, let's let's stop guessing because people get upset, which we'll get to later on True, when we yes. guess about locations of places. Let's start out with some, some shout outs and some news, Jeff, as, we, as please, we always do. Please, Alex. Uh, the first one I like to do is just uh, thank you for a five-star review from Kels2023 from the future. Uh, <laughs> it was super sweet. She mentioned that we're her favorite podcast and she Aww. started listening to us to prepare herself um, for a move to Bavaria in a couple of months. So uh, good luck, Kels. Yeah, good luck. Uh, you know, Bavaria is a beautiful place. So uh, fingers crossed everything goes smoothly for you. Yeah, and uh, I always find it weird when someone says we're their favorite podcast. I feel like there are way better podcasts out there. Yeah, and actually she said something about that she's kind of a podcast snob. Yeah. So the fact that and she really enjoyed our uh, sound quality and stuff. So uh, that's, thank you. Awesome. I mean, thank you so much. Kind of setting the bar a little too high. Yeah, we, we prefer the bar to be calm down at like seventy five percent because there's some wiggle room, you know, for us to screw up once in a while. We like to wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, next in our unfortunately normal uh, segment of Corona news, yes, or COVID nineteen, you know, whatever have you. Uh, starting uh, about a week or so ago. You no longer need an appointment to get a vaccine in Germany, which is really nice because we mentioned getting an appointment in Germany was uh, a pain in the arse. Yeah, because everyone wanted one, so it's always full. But now you don't need one. Yeah, so apparently at the vaccination centers, there's a, uh, a, a you know a three or four hour block each day yeah. where you can just uh, you know show Mosey up ran- randomly. I would uh, still bring the appropriate documents and all that kind of jazz, but uh, you can just show up and be like, hey, stab me. Stabby, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Really They're also vaccinating uh, children now, I think, oh, from yeah. like 14 and older or something like that. Or was it 12 and older? I can't remember. It was 12, 12 or 14 and older, but, but, which is great because uh, I think they noticed a lot of the cases recently have been with teenagers, right, you know, right. because I mean, they're getting together in these big groups and, you know, having, they're just the worst. having their funsies. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, in other news. Jeff, Mm -hmm. Uh, for anyone who is visiting Germany uh, or those living in Germany who will be traveling abroad and then will be returning, keep in mind that the rules have, again, recently changed. I mean, they're changing all the time. It's like an evolution. Yeah, like the the, uh, the corona entry rules, you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So from now on, anyone entering Germany by land, sea, or air... um, Including car. Including car, yeah, moped, if if that's your (laughs) thing, uh, must present either a proof of vaccine, a negative COVID test, or proof of recovery. Uh, PCR tests and rapid antigen tests are accepted, but like check online which versions of the test meets the requirements wherever yeah, you're going we, to we, to make sure. We can't be responsible for and, that kind of stuff. And how early you need it and, and all that stuff. So right. yeah, and also keep in mind, if you are arriving from a variant area, meaning a place with like a lot of new Delta cases, where it's you know, super prevalent, uh, you have to show a negative test, even if you're fully vaccinated. And those arriving from a high incident rate area, 
that show a negative test but are not fully vaccinated must quarantine themselves at home for a certain period of time. I know that was a lot, but um, check online for all the details, but it can be confusing. So we're just, we're just trying to up you, update you a little bit just right. for one little other tiny source yeah. to help you if you are traveling in and out of Germany. And there's, there's also, because we just traveled recently, there is a form you have to fill out online before arriving in Germany. So make right. sure you do that. Just for just just. The long story short, there are new requirements. Check online. Be sure you've got everything covered. Um, yeah, because I was not fully vaccinated by the time we returned. Right. But now you are. Now I am because uh, they consider fully vaccinated two weeks past the point you get the second shot. Exactly. But I was only like a week past the second shot. So because of that, I had to quarantine uh, for five days once I returned, which was annoying. Um, but uh, here we are. And... Um, in our last episode, we we, we had a small, inst- like really small one sentence. A little, a, just a little whoopsie daisy. A little, yeah. And it happened in a very small mention of the Mall of America, which is uh, the largest mall in the, I think, Northern Hemisphere, I believe. Now, um, we mentioned that it's somewhere in the Midwest, and it, it is. We weren't wrong. Uh, I, I think I said Wisconsin. Is yeah, it Wisconsin? and I yeah. think I said Ohio. But we were, we were mm. just throwing out Midwest states, right? We received a lot of messages from people in Minnesota who corrected us, saying the Mall of America is in Minnesota. So everyone, let's clear this up. The Mall of America is in Minnesota. You heard it from us. You, you heard it here first. You heard it first. People were upset. We said it was just in the Midwest, which again is not wrong. But uh, we true. We did not do our uh, due diligence and find out exactly which state it was in. But to be fair, I've just you know I haven't spent a lot of time in the Midwest. I just knew it was roughly in that area. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. So sorry, uh, all the Wisconsiners. <laughs> Minnesotans. Oh shit! I did it again. <laughs> it's just wow, and he didn't even do that on purpose. But yes, but I, I I know you guys are very proud of your of the Mall of America, so we're very sorry. It is in Minnesota. Wave that flag proudly. Get your cheese curds. Go to Mall of America. Exactly. Um, and also, just this is a quick by the way. Also, a very long overdue by the way. <laughs> old and, old by the way. And those of you who have listened to us for a long time probably already know, but uh, if we never mentioned it. We did discontinue our online newsletter back in 2020. And by discontinue, I mean that one newsletter we sent out, we're not doing another one. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a thing on our website where we could sign up for an online newsletter. I think it lasted a few weeks, but uh, it was just one extra thing. And all the information we were saying on the podcast anyways didn't really make much sense. So we kind of quietly just... Uh, discontinued that but we just realized we'd ever kind of we like said anything. made an announcement so i mean so, some people they spent their time filling out the form I, and received nothing like a hundred people signed up to our newsletter sorry. and i feel really bad so we're sorry i think, I think my that. mom signed up like three times oh yeah she did by yeah. accident i think, I think yeah. so too. but yeah and, and and one more thing as we mentioned in early on in the show uh we are now sponsorless and as we've mentioned before even when we are sponsored we do not make a profit we just make right. enough to kind of break even and um you know the podcast does cost us money and we hate asking for money um but you know as we have in the past we're just gonna let you know that we do accept donations people have asked us do you accept donations we do it's on our website we have a a paypal button there where you can give us donations even one euro helps any amount you can give helps us to keep bringing you good content again we hate asking for it it's very awkward but uh but you know even you know in these times um you know financially it is difficult for us to pay for the podcast stuff on the top of our normal expenses yeah. you know it's it is just a fact yeah yeah so we, we would appreciate it that would be uh, amazing yeah and, and, sorry and, and a thank you to everybody who's donated so far it's, yes it's been it's been very absolutely. amazing with huge response thank you so much absolutely and uh for those uh, speaking of great content um we need some great content ideas <laughs> <laughs> so we want your money and we want you to give us ideas as well so <laughs> no but um jeff and Neil, we're at episode 74 now so we still have some ideas cooking in the background of but course, yeah. if any of you wonderful agdw listeners have an idea for an episode uh send it over and we'll uh see if we can fit it in in a full episode maybe in a shuffle maybe in sure one of these other weird mix-up episodes uh, yeah, let us know. That'd be awesome. Yeah, or any questions or anything, we you know go to our email, whatever. And uh, speaking of that, where is our email and whatever? Oh, our email and whatever is on a website, which is S- some call it the greatest website in the history of the world. Right. I have not met those people, but I've I've heard rumors. It is on the World Wide Web, though. <laughs> it is. So it's World Wide Web dot agdw agdw podcast dot com. Sorry, what is it? Agdw agdw. No, what is it? 
Okay, just just for a clarification, our website is www.agdwpodcast.com. That's agdwpodcast.com. Okay, it's not what he said before. Podcast.com. <laughs> um, yeah, there we have, um, you can contact us there. We have our photos of our whiskey, reviews of the whiskey, a um, bunch of extras on there. All of our episodes are on there. Um, a, lot, a lot of good content for, of fun for, for days, some say. Content yeah, exactly. for days. And of course, we have an Instagram page, which lots of good pictures of uh, our, our Germany-related stuff and also pictures for all the episodes we put on there. Some updates. What, what, is, what is that Instagram page? That is at americans.in.germany.podcast. Excellent. That's actually it. Yeah. He, he got the hard one right and the easy right. one wrong. Just AGDW is hard to say. I have, I have a lazy tongue. Yes, you do. I should not be doing a podcast. He, he speaks fast sometimes. Yeah, but I, uh, I would ask you how you've been, but I know how you've been because we were just in Majorca, baby, for, for a week together. For a week, yeah. yeah. Good, so good time. And it, it, that was fun, guys. Really fun trip. Like it was, it was extremely re- relaxing. We had one of the most amazing views from our Airbnb oh, great. of just the, just the ocean and of an Island. And it was just like, we spent so much time just chilling on that balcony, you know, all day. I mean, th- there, there was a, a little bit of a cockroach problem, but, um, yeah, that was, that was disgusting. Like we, we, we arrived <laughs> and we're like, wow, look at this Airbnb. And then suddenly saw the walls were moving and we're like, oh dear Lord. Yeah. And, um, that took us some time, but eventually we became efficient cockroach killers. We are, we are cockroach, the cockroach killers. Yeah. If anyone's a co- if anyone's listening as a cockroach problem, um, you, you can call us. We, we're good to go. I mean, we, we, we had like a, there's like a team of three of us, you, me, Misha. Yeah. And when a cockroach was spotted, we ran down and we all each knew each other's jobs. You know, one yeah, was so a, had the net. Yeah, one, I had the spray. One was a smasher, and Which then I had a book. Yeah, and then yeah, it was wild. So one night we get there, I smash a cockroach with the book, and we leave to go to dinner. We're at dinner for what an hour, maybe yeah. not not that long, because uh, we just arrived and retired. And we come back, and all of a sudden, around the cockroach, it's like, like a, a thousand ants, black circle, moving circle. I'm like, yeah. what? I thought I thought I was like I thought like a laid eggs or something, but it was like a thousand ants around it, and then I followed this ant trail went through the living room up the ceiling. Yeah, it, it went uh, a good like seven meters, like twenty yeah. feet or something. Like is the most aggressive, quickly acting ants I've seen in my life. Because usually, if you leave, leave like a piece of food on your deck or whatever, right. in a day or two, maybe there'll be a few ants. But this was within an hour. There was an army of ants who had entered the home and found this dead. Co- they were intense. They were real intense. We figured it out, and then the, the owner came by, dropped off some traps. It was totally fine. It's just the first night was a little bit uh, shocking. I mean, the beaches were amazing. We just had a relaxing time. It was just fun. It was, it was just a good just, time. I needed yeah. it. I think we all needed it. Yeah. Uh, feeling re- refreshed, recharged, and ready to answer some questions for the third time. So let's get into the Q&A number three. But before we do that, we have a whiskey to talk about. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Shit. Sorry, guys. As, as you can tell, it's been two... Wow. It's been wow. two weeks. We were, we're, we're real rusty. We're really rusty. Sorry. If this is your first episode... Uh, yeah. So right now we have a... Kotzwold, Kotzwold, Kotzwold. Yeah, I think by the third time it sounded right. The, Col- the first Col- one was Kotzwold. Kotzwold. That sounds Colts. Scottish. Is it Scottish? Scottish? No, it's English. Oh, this is um, yeah, single malt whiskey. It's product of England. Another English one, and it's a founder's choice. This is there's twenty two thousand five hundred bottles in this batch. Ooh, so that's not a lot. So, so the, the nice, uh, yeah, uh, what do they call it? Limited, limited, sorry. Limited, yeah. Limited. So it's a founder's choice, a cask strength, single malt, matured and shaved, toasted and recharred American oak red wine casks. Ooh. And this is uh, 60.5% alcohol. Oh my, that actually might be the highest percentage of alcohol we've ever had out of 74. That could be, right? I think the most we've had is like 55. Yeah, that's pretty high. So you you say 60? uh, 60.5. 60.5. Oh my. So we got to drink a little bit slower tonight. I got to work tomorrow, you know? Okay, yeah. Well, just... Pour it properly so it doesn't just burst into flames. Okay. <laughs> oh my, that was, was a sharp, uh, sharp little a kaplunk. Cute, cute little pop. Yeah. That is gluggy. Okay, whoa, whoa. Hold on uh, there, buddy. I, I did, I did 60%. Come on, man. Oh, that's like three whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give myself one. Thing is, I think you love the sound of the pour so much and just watching it that you forget that it like the. The cup is getting. Oh, wait. So you get the normal pour and I got the like yes. the drunk pour? Okay. Precisely. Cool. Okay. Let's, now, just, get, let's just get into it. Cheers. Let's cheers. Let's smell. Let's drink. It smells good. Mm, it smells strong. Ooh. <laughs> that is 60%. <laughs> That'll put hair in your chest. <laughs> oh, my. 
Ooh, take me a few sips to get used to that one. That is strong. Hello. Okay. I mean, it's it's not bad. It's just um, it, I think it's going to take a little bit for to get past the 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 alcohol and the burn and and get the flavors underneath. You know what I mean? I think my heart is literally on fire. I'm still feeling it going down. It's, my it's taking a while. It's nice. I'm warm. Yeah. This is probably a good uh, winter whiskey. Ooh, oh my god! Warm you up. Okay. Well, cheers to that. All right. Well, anyways, we <laughs> let's, now, let's get to the topic. Let's, let's get to the Q and A's, man. We're, we're we're burning time here. We are burning time. So my throat is my not my throat. My chest is burning. Anyways, question and answers number three. Yeah, and just just for some notes. So when we ask for cues for the Q and A, uh, I'd say seventy five percent of these questions are from that, and about twenty five percent are people who just sent us private cues. Um, but the questions we thought were so juicy that we should share them with you. Oh, they're juicy. They're juicy. So please, Alex, what's our first and, juicy and, cue? And also one more, one more thing again, we have not looked at these questions yet. We're answering them off the cuff. Um, exactly. We, we think it's more fun that way. It's more honest. And uh, so hopefully we have an answer for your question. Some of them we might not. <laughs> Especially just, you, Julie. Let's find out. Because you, Julie, are next. Or and your question was- She's not next, she's first. She's first, also next. She's not last. Okay. Okay. She wrote, <laughs> Julie, quote, I haven't heard you mention that when you're in a German restaurant, or maybe it's anywhere in Europe, people can be seated at your table with you. It's the most interesting way to meet people. I mean, it, that's an interesting thing because... Does, so does she mean like, I'm at my table and someone just sits down at my table? Yeah, see, if, if you read the other uh, part of it, it's she, she says that this is a normal thing, that she'll be at a restaurant and just complete strangers will be sat at her table. Interesting. And she says, why didn't you mention that's a pretty normal thing in Germany? But I'll, I'll be honest, in 10 years living in Germany, that has never happened to me except for at beer gardens. Beer gardens or like a bar. It's about a bar many times. Yeah, but at proper restaurants or cafes, never happened. I've never seen it. No, um, either have I. And, and I. and I lived in Munich for like eight, nine months. Um, you know, lived in Berlin, been around. Um, she says it happened to herself several times. So I wonder where she was. Do you know where she was? She said she, she, said she was in Bavaria. In Bavaria, okay. But I, yeah, again, I was in Munich a, a while. Did, but but in, in, in beer gardens, it's pretty normal because in beer gardens, you have these kind of long, big tables. Right. And beer gardens, it's all about just squeezing as many people as you can because most people aren't eating food you're just drinking so you don't need that much space at the table right so but she's 100 right it is a super interesting way to meet people when you're at a beer garden you're hanging out with four or five people and then all of a sudden four or five more people come sit down next to you at the same table as you and you have a really good time together if you want you know yeah, yeah conversations cross absolutely. and then yeah i mean at oktoberfest uh the first few times i loved it because like we said you know germans are of shy is the word, but a little standoffish. But at Oktoberfest, you're at a table with maybe 10 other Germans, and they're really up for meeting you and talking. And so, yeah, you, if you can Oktoberfest together, you can do anything together. Yeah. Um, so, so I'd say, yeah, it's, it happens, but I wouldn't say it's as regular as she mentions it. Yeah. yeah I don't just, think, just from my experience. Uh, my experience as well. I've, I haven't seen that many times. I have had people sit down next to me or like next to my party and then leave because I think I was just, or we, I'm going to say we were just too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um, what was it? We were we were in front of a spati, which is like a convenience store drinking beers. They had a little table set up there, and right next to that table was like a little like flower kind of little, flower box uses a little wall, and on the right. other side was the tables for a proper restaurant. And at some point, Alex just screamed, uh, "Well, fuck me!" Right, <laughs> as loud as possible, and the table just turned, just like shocked, and eventually the whole table left. Yeah, because and mm. moved over one whole table just because it, we were. Yeah, in context, me yelling that did make sense, but to, to I, you, but not to them. Right. Yeah. To my party that was with me because yeah, they were having like an intimate, like proper sit down dinner while we were just chilling, drinking beers. <sighs> so it's, it kind of. Uh, yeah. ruined that moment for them probably but that's okay my bad <laughs> uh, I, I do feel bad but it is what it is um next question jeff and this is from jack um is it possible uh to get a visa in which uh i can do multiple types of work for example uh teaching english and freelance video production on the side i don't believe that is possible i, I know if you have a teaching uh, if you have a job like a 40-hour job like a teaching job uh in the visa, it does say, at least when I got mine, it did say I can only make money with this job and nothing else. It's illegal to make money any other way. Yeah, and, and it sucks because I, I know, including myself and a lot of people who message us, they want to come and they want to do a variety of things because they know, you know, they to make that extra it's a hustle. Money. Yeah, it makes sense. But thing is, yeah, when you especially when you first move to Germany, that visa is going to say 
you can only do that one work. Like with even for me, when I moved here, I couldn't do film work in general. I had to do film editing. Couldn't direct film. Couldn't be a cinematographer. Oh just wow, okay. Fil- you so know, it's that specific. It's very specific. And same, yeah. If you're teaching English, your your visa in in your passport is going to say teaching English and that's right. it. And then that's all you can legally make. Now, of course, do people illegally do other stuff on the side and under the table? Probably. I mean, right. you know. And also that it's not forever. So my, my visa, um, for the first three years, maybe four years was like that. And then, and then it said, now you can do whatever you want. Now you just have a visa. Yeah. Yeah. So but after a while, you have to I stick think around for a while. Though. You got to stick around. I think you got to pay your taxes and prove to Germany that like, you're in it for the long haul, and then they'll allow you to kind of just live. And your visa, your visa is just a a visa. Yeah, and it's 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 an annoyance those first few years. And I know for a lot of you, it's a drag to hear that. that it's, a, it's a super drag. You can only do this one thing, and it's the same. Like if you're a full time employee, you get a visa to work at that one company, and if you quit that company or get fired, right. you have to get a whole other visa f- for a whole the whole new company. You know, like luckily with freelance. You just have a freelance visa and you can do, you can just go from company to company, but, uh, but it's, it's rough. Yeah. And I had the same as you, I think it was after that three or four years, I went to just renew my normal freelance visa and without even asking, she came back she's like, Oh, I gave you the visa that lets you do anything. Yeah. That's happened to me. I didn't ask for it either. Oh, okay. Great. You know, I just got, I think it was after, I want to say four years. It's it's between three and five years, somewhere in there. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't ask for it either, but yeah, that does happen. So and I think if you have a freelance visa, you can't just start working 40 hours with a contract that you need a different visa. So unfortunately, the answer is no, but after a few years, yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, but if you're only planning on say a year or two, then it's kind of a bummer because you kind of had to stick to one thing. It's hard to choose one thing, especially if you're a jack of all trades, you know? Right. Exactly. So um, anyway, so, uh, but it is what it is, but give it a few years and uh, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. It's it's, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Just got just to, exactly. Got to stick it out, baby. <laughs> All right, next question is from Anna. Hi, Anna. Anna. I, I, I wish there was like someone on air, you know, like like a radio station. Like, hi, Anna, what, what's your question? Oh, we need a, we need I, a call in episode. And I talk like this, you know, like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't. You can understand what they're saying, but, yeah. but we, don't, we don't have that. So I'm going to be Anna right now. Quote. Yes. <laughs> the things I'm curious about are language schools. Any suggestions? And which cities or even countries should I prioritize to see during a 90-day stay? Oh. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm starting to make my list of things to see when I visit. Do you have any suggestions of not-so-touristy places to go to or things to do or perhaps a rating slash opinion on some of the tourist attractions in Germany? These are very broad, big, question. big questions that are Love hard it. to answer. Now, okay, let's do one at a time. Language schools? I'll just say the one language school I went to because I enjoyed it and it was a good price. It was called um, Deutsch Academy. Deutsch Academy. It, which yeah. It's in Berlin. I think it's in Munich. It's in Vienna. It's, it's pretty a, big. It's And it's, uh, I don't know what the, don't quote me on the price now. I th- it, it thinks about 200 or 250 euro per month. Could be a little bit more now. Which is, that, that's pretty average, I think, for language which is, schools. It's a good price. And it's every day, I think, for three hours. The teachers are decent. Um, it, there, it's like set like in, in Berlin, there's, I think there's like two or three, there's one in Alexanderplatz, one in, um, uh, Kunam area. Mm. So very like central, easy to reach places. Um, I enjoyed it. It was, again, it was cheap. Um, and it was every day, which for language learning, I think that's the best. If you have the time and you're not working, that's the best way to do it. So, uh, but which, which language school did you go to? I went to one, I went to two, one, I can't, I can't even remember the name. I don't like it that much. And the second one was called Speakeasy and that was here in Berlin. Oh, nice. I, and I, I liked it a lot. Actually, it was pretty inexpensive. I think it was around 200 a month, um, for like twice a week or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but I do know that I've heard many people talk about Deutsch Academy, and that's usually the go-to, I think, for a lot of expats. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, And, and you know, now there's all so many online options. There's places like um, Chatterbug, et cetera, where online you have, a, via Zoom, you have a real teacher. Um, you, and you, sometimes it's just you one-on-one. And right. Sometimes it's you with maybe five other kids in the Zoom call. And it's much more flexible because, you know, they have them at... 8 p.m. after you get off work, you know, or on the weekends, or so you can kind of choose what time of day you want. So maybe that's more flexible for some people. But I would say try to do it in person. You make some friends, and at least you're yeah. getting out of the house, you know. It's a great way to make friends. Um, so, like, we, we always say we suggest language schools all the time when you're first move here. If you don't speak the language, go to the school, meet some people, explore the city a bit. It's great. Learn some German. 
Muslim German, baby. Uh, so what's what's the next part of this the, question? The, the next part is uh, which cities or even countries should I prior- prioritize to see during a 90 day stay? Oh, a three months stay. I mean, in three months, you could see them all in Europe. I mean, <laughs> if, three months in Europe, if you're just traveling the whole time, you can go all. You can, you can do, literally do three days in each country and uh, you could cover them all, basically. I'm going to say, if you're in Germany, um, a few cities in Germany I think you have to go to is uh, Quenenberg. No, no, but she's saying uh, countries in in a 90 day. Oh, it was, oh, it was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's a lot. It's, uh, it, I would say it really depends on what you're into. If you're into hiking, there's different countries for that. If you're into partying, there's different countries I'd list for that. You know, if, and what, what kind of cultures you like. I mean, I, that's, I think it's a very, it, it, it depends on you and what you're into in order to give a more specific list, I would say. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it kind of sounds like a bullshit answer. It's like, oh, it's up to you, whatever you want. But it, it's kind of what it is. And I think, Honestly, if you're here for 90 days and you're traveling around Europe, you really can't go wrong. No. Um, I, let's put it this way. There's no place I would not suggest. Yeah. Well, I mean. Maybe like Luxembourg because I heard it's pretty boring. It might be an easier question if she said, okay, I have 10 days. Which country should I go to? 10 days, Then yeah. it's easier. But 90 days, there's the time to go everywhere. Um I mean, I guess there were certain countries that I would say you should put maybe lower on your priority list, but even then it's like, but for some people that's their favorite countries in the world. So I don't, right. I don't, it's, it's really tough. Yeah. I think at least you got to go a bit to Eastern Europe, see some things around there. Um, Absolutely. Like, like least, I always say, we love three East, countries in Eastern Europe. Yeah. At least two or three in Eastern Europe. Uh, pick one. They're all pretty cool. Um, I think everyone, especially if you're American, you have to go to Italy. It's like you have to go to Italy. It's just also all, all Americans go to England because they. I think that's a good place to start because they feel safe because everything's in English. It, it's it's. Uh, I would say just skipping. Like, don't even go there. No, but I'm, 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 I'm saying like a lot of people. That's their first country because True. it's kind of it. It feels like a safe starting it's point. You know? Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, England's beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm nothing. Don't go there. But I, I like traveling with different languages because it's super wacko and fun. Yeah, but I say maybe if you have if you do have ninety days. Start in England. Yeah, true. Feel safe for three or four days. Yeah, fair enough. Then, then move on to the other place. Plus, Heathrow, I think, always has some of the best prices in terms of flights because it's just so many flights going in there. Huge layover yeah. area. Great place to connect to other countries as well. Um, but you got to go to Spain. You have to go to Portugal. You have to go to France. You have to go to Italy. You have to go to Germany. See, you're just going to list all the countries. Pretty much. This thing, you have to go to all of them. Like, yeah. if you, ben, Anna, you have 90 days. Don't hold back. Um, but again, if you like somewhere for and you want to stay for longer, stay there for longer. But... Um, there, it's Europe, man. You're gonna have a great time. It's there's yeah. so many great things. There's so much history. I'd say get, get it's a, so easy. Get a uh, Euro, uh, Euro, Euro rail, rail pass. Yeah. and just backpacking. Like um, in my two month trip, I think we went to like twelve different countries. But that's because some of the countries we enjoyed so much that we went to maybe like three or four cities within that country. Rather, right. than, you know, rather than just because um, I, I will say like it can get tiring after a while when you're doing a new country, new city every one or two days, like you, sense, you eventually get exhausted. So sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to stay put for a week and just relax and just go see a movie. You know, like I'm, you're get burned out on being a tourist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll say, uh, Anna, um, if you want to add more specific suggestions, write us again, no, please, please. Yeah. We'll answer it this time. We'll respond to you immediately and not, not on air. Um, but if you want more specific ideas, then uh, yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll help you out. The next thing she asked was, I'm trying to make a list of things to see when I've, oh, okay. Um, well, do you have any suggestions of not so, so touristy places? places? I think in, in line with that would be, we would just say Eastern Europe, like go, go to the places that don't go to the really popular places. Check out Latvia, check out, you know, Estonia, check out Ukraine, check out uh, Montenegro, check, you know, yeah. check out all these places, you know. For sure. For sure. And um, opinions and ratings on some of the tourist attractions in Germany. So uh, that, which ones are so many? <laughs> there, there, there's a lot. Let's let's know, let's let's pick a few. Brandenburger tour. Brandenburg tour. Which is Brandenburg Gate. Brandenburg Gate. I think you have to go there. You, you have to see that. Um, you can spend ten minutes there. <laughs> kind of seen it all. Yeah, just there. But a lot of history happened there. So if you're if you're a big history buff, I think it's really important to see, walk around a bit, read some of the stuff around it. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean people people knock touristy places, but. There's, for a, there's a regional reason why they're very popular. Yeah. So I would say don't, you're not going to go to Paris and not look at the Eiffel Tower, right? Like, yeah, exactly. So, but I would say, you know, just keep the time to a minimum. Don't focus on the, like see the touristy places, but keep, you know, just kind of, oh, okay, that's nice. And then, and then spend more of your time in other areas, you know? Yeah. If, if you want to go, if you're in Berlin and you want to go to the TV tower, um, I would suggest 
don't go up the TV tower, get a great view, but don't go up there. Go to Potsdamer Platz, and there's this hotel. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's a red building. It's a brick building, yeah. It's I know, a brick building. I know what you're talking about. It's and much cheaper. It's much cheaper. It has like Europe's fastest um, elevator to get to the top. And it's not it's not as high as the TV Tower, of course. So it's, you're not going to get the same view. But it's a, and also if you go to the um, the Victory Column, which is the Golden Angel um, yeah. in the middle of Tiergarten, the park, you see an amazing view of Berlin. Now, of course, it's like a fourth the height of the TV tower, but True. you still see a high, amazing view. But you know. this hotel at Potsdamer Platz, it's again, not as high as TV tower, but it's still very high. You can see over the whole city, a 360 degree view over the whole city. And you can see the TV tower in your view. Right, so you can get when, some pictures with that. Yeah. When you're on top of the TV tower, you don't see the TV tower. So it kind of oh, ruins, no. it kind of ruins the whole, uh, Actually, I don't, I, could, I could go a few days without seeing the TV Tower. Like, I, I love TV it, Tower. I, no, I love it, but it's just plastered on everything, and it's like, you know. You're talking about Europe's biggest, tallest building 20 years ago. Definitely Germany's, currently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, currently still currently. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. Um, yeah, I mean. I think that's the most we can say about about that. Yeah. It's just too broad of a question. It's very broad. Um, but yeah, if you, want, if you can give us more specifics, we can we can dive into that. Happy later. answer. Happy. Our next question is from Stu. Stu. Disco oh, Stu. I always like the name Stu. That's a cool name, actually. It's from Rugrats. Yeah, so um, here we go. First, if Germans don't put screens in their windows, how are they so chill about bugs flying <laughs> in and biting them? And what about people falling out? Is that a problem? Is that a thing? That, that's no. That's that's it, no. It's it's a fair question. If you've never been, if you never lived in Germany before, but I have never heard of somebody falling out of a window because of a lack of a of a screen. I never, never heard of a screen protecting you from falling out of a window. I mean, it's a slight barrier, but of course, screens. If you, <laughs> if you put enough weight on them, they're gonna f- pop out. Really, yeah. but but no, I, I would say. I've never heard anybody being afraid of falling out the window because of a lack of a screen. I've no. never heard of, no. <laughs> I never heard of, I never heard of screenless window deaths that are uh, no. I, I, when it comes to death, cause of death, I've no never screen. once worried about that. And I've had a lot of apartments on the fifth floor, so um, the answer is no. I, but but you know, to be honest, because the walls in German apartments are pretty thick, so the kind of what you call it, the um, the where the window is, the uh, um, windowsill. The windowsill. Yes. It, it's it's quite thick. It's beefy. It's, it's pretty beefy. So it's actually, even if you were to fall forward, your chest would just land on the windowsill. And it, it, it's it's a good like foot or six, 18 inches thick windowsill. I, I'm starting now to have like a, a fear of just tripping out of my window. <laughs> I think it's 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 really unlikely. And I, like I've said, never heard of it. Uh, but, but what do you think about the bugs though? Yeah, the bugs thing. Um, honestly, I don't know. Like, all right, so obviously in Berlin as a city, there's not as many bugs than in the countryside. But even in the countryside, the window's open all night and like yeah, a few flies come in, but that's kind of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not a very buggy country, I guess. Maybe, I mean, maybe the super in the woods. I don't know. Maybe, I think maybe Bavaria. It, it I don't depends know. where you, like also what, like when I'm on the fifth floor, most bugs hover around ground level to about second floor. On right. the fifth floor, there's, of course, bugs come up there, but there's a lot less um, right now I'm on the ground floor. So in when in summer, when we have the windows open, yeah, every day we, we get at least one fly coming in. Um, yeah. but mean, other than that, like I, I can't remember ever being bit by a mosquito in this apartment. No, uh, um, we get flies in, you know, fairly often as well in the summer. I, I think it's just kind of, you just kind of forget about it. Like it's kind of like part of living. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not novel really. Yeah. It's. There's definitely you get more bugs in your apartment than you do in the states. That is true because there there are everything screened in the U.S. But the amount of bugs that come in, it's not enough to where it's a problem. I would say. Yeah, definitely not a problem. Like I said I've noticed, and I have seen, I have seen screens in like small garden houses because they're like deep in the woods. True. Um, but even then, I don't know. I just I never thought about it. Yeah, there are there are more. There are more flies inside, but it's not like it's not it never so really bothered much, me. Yeah, and and actually, if if you go to Obi or Bauhaus, which is the, like the kind of the big hardware chains here, like, like Home, Home Depot, Depot um, there actually is a section where they sell um, screens that you yourself can install into your windows. You have to, like cut them out. Yeah, and, yeah, like you have to cut them out and like glue, glue it glue on them or in. something. So <laughs> it's so ridiculous. so obviously, like there are Germans who 
uh, don't screen. like it. They want a screen, but yeah, you have to install it yourself. It's kind and of it's terrible. Looks kind of janky, but but it doesn't. There is an option, so it's not like it's not like there is not a solution to that if it right. really bothers you or you live in an area that's but full of that, mosquitoes or something. Those are those, those are fun questions. But Stu continues, Jeff. Oh yeah, okay. So second, I know you said you missed American air conditioning uh, during this recent heat wave. My weather app said it got to ninety-seven degrees. Yes, yeah, this is uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so 36 Fahrenheit. 36 Fahrenheit. No, 36 oh, Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> How could you tolerate that? Yeah. Now, the, uh, the the answer is, uh, I wish I wish German apartments did have air conditioning. That's true, yeah. but it is survivable. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of two things. One is, yeah, growing up in the States, especially in Rhode Island, it gets hot in the summer and really humid. California too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, of course, California. Uh, <laughs> Like threw me off. Like it's like, California hot. Oh yeah, it is probably hotter than Rhode Island. I'm probably, but we have it's very humid. It's always like 100 percent humidity. Anyways, my mom's house, my dad's house, like always, like my parents' house is super cold inside. Yeah, like it's like too cold sometimes. Like, you don't because they keep the AC running. Yeah, you don't even, you don't need it to be that cold. Yeah. Um, so you, you, can step, change, you can change those settings though. It's like, no, oh, I don't. I, I can't touch those settings. <laughs> okay. Uh And then when I step outside, it's like I'm. It's like, like gasping for air because it's so hot. So that's not nice. Um but yeah, it's, it's, it's nice when you sleep. But here, I guess after so much time living through the summer, I'm used to sweating more. Like in the States, if I got like a little bit of sweat, I was like, oh no, I'm sweating. It's awful. Let me go inside. Where here, I'm just, I'm just used to sweating. And but I don't really mind it anymore. But it's not, I, well, I, I don't know. I'd disagree. Like I've lived here 10 years, but every summer when it's 90 something outside, I still mind it. It still sucks. Like it, Oh, it still sucks. But, but and, and, and I think the answer is, Fans, floor fans, fans. lots like, of fans. Like people, like air conditioning is not popular here, but fans are very popular here. And I, one of the first things I bought after moving to Germany was these two floor fans, which I still own. And I'll be honest, in the summer, I cannot sleep without the fan going all night. So I, I, yeah. I, have, I have this fan sweeping our bed all night long, and without it, I would be, I couldn't sleep. I'd be, it'd be, it, it, it would be too sweaty and unbearable. Oh no, I, I'm the same way. I have a, actually, I have one little tiny fan. Uh, it's a little metal one. It's really nice, high powered, and I like it. My girlfriend doesn't, so I keep the fan on my. I'm pulling on my side of the bed, right. but she's German. I guess she's used to it. So I, the answer, you just tolerate it, and I think after a while, you kind of get used to it, but still, still sucks, still hot. But also, German apartments I've noticed are kind of designed. Not all of them, a lot of them are designed with the heat in mind. So, like I know a lot of apartments, you can find a nice way to get a cross breeze. So you open up one window on one side, one on the other side, you get a nice if breeze you have going both, through. I only have windows on one side, so there's no cross breeze. That's yeah, like this like, apartment is a my only has windows on like uh, perpendicular, so it's not a cross, but it still gets a nice cross breeze going through, so it's okay. Um, so I haven't noticed a lot, especially older buildings will have this uh, if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky and you have windows on both sides, then yeah, they can get a nice flow. You get a nice flow in there, but yeah, some there's some summer days where I'm just sitting on the couch. And just melting. Sweating balls. And, and like, yeah. I don't want to move because I know when I move, that's when I realize how sweaty I am, you know? Yeah. And to be fair, I starting, it was like two or three summers ago when the heat waves really started hitting Germany. Yeah. If you went to a Zotern or Media Markt, which is our electronic stores, they started actually selling um, these portable air conditioning units. Yeah. So, and th- those have become much more popular. So they do exist. So if you really need one, you can buy one. You can definitely get one. Yeah, they, they don't They don't sell the ones that install in windows because the design of German windows work, don't, yeah. don't allow for it. But they install. They have ones that kind of sit in your corner. They have a pipe that goes to the opening in the window and, and work that they way. They also have like these fans where you can put like, ice in it so it kind of comes cold air out. Um, I, I think it was a year or two ago, all of Berlin... I'm pretty sure had no more fans. Yeah, I, the I, whole city was out of fans. Yeah, their Ausverkauft sold out. Like I, I had a month where because I, I already had a fan, but my dad was coming to visit me, so I was like, I need a second fan just for him. So when he's sleeping, yeah. and I really I went to five or six uh, electronic chains, all sold out. It took me forever to find one. Um, but I would say German society, because of climate change, is realizing this is a problem because I have noticed. More and more, if you go into grocery stores now, it is ice cold. If you go to keynotes, it's uh, movie theaters, ice cold. And also the the more modern of the German trains have air conditioning. Like the, the, the newer buses in Berlin, the new electronic ones have air conditioning. The new trams as well. The new trams have air conditioning. Um, it's, not the, it's not the norm, but I think as time goes on, eventually it'll be 100% of them will have air conditioning. I, I don't think so because Germans are still very... Um 
environmentally conscious and air conditionings are super bad for the environment. No, but I mean, on train, the trains are oh, yeah, they burning tons of electricity, yeah. And also, uh, Germans also think a little bit superstitious. They think that, they, that it makes you sick. I've heard that so many times that air, yeah. it's like, how does cold air make you sick? Again, if you put it at the right temperature, it doesn't make you sick. But, I, don't, I don't know. But uh, anyways, so it, it's, it, it. what's the long story short? It sucks, but there are ways to deal with it. So There are ways to deal with it. And then you kind of sometimes maybe a little bit get used to it. So that's it. Uh, next. Yeah. Um, next <laughs> is from Unknown. We have a secret mystery question. To be honest, it's just the name was in Russian, and so I didn't know what it said. Oh, okay. So that's that's so that. This, this is from. Oh, so I and, oh, I'm, okay. <laughs> Not going to say it was Russian. Could have been a different language. Could have been Ukrainian. Don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. True. Just a a, a, a Slavic uh, Cyrillic Cyrillic language Cyrillic language. Cyrillic, yeah, that's that what it's called. I did not understand. Yeah. Um, he wrote or she wrote. Your thoughts. Not really a question, I guess. Your no, no, thoughts, it is a question. What, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, your thoughts on the movie Berlin, I Love You. First of all, have you seen the movie Berlin, I Love You? I have not. Okay. Have you? I have. That's good. Otherwise, this would be a bullshit question. Oh, bullshit answer. Now, for you guys who don't know, there's this, I forget what they're, I think they're called the I Love You series of movies. There's a Paris, I Love You, New York, I Love You. They're all these kind of love letters to the city. Oh, cool. Uh, and they have, they're all, I think most of them, it's like they present five or six different characters that are unrelated. Just like, so like these vignettes that make up the movie yeah, showing yeah. different people living their lives in that city and different uh, story arcs, whatever. But I would say I really didn't like Berlin. I love you. Why is that? I'll be honest. A lot of reasons. Uh, the, oh. the, it had some big stars in it. Let's, let's there's uh, Ooh, now the, the, the um, I think oh, real big stars, think, Jeff. <laughs> no, uh, Kiara Knightley's in it. Oh, she's big. Ooh, what's that woman's name? Helen uh, Bottom Carter. No, no, she's like in her 60s, 70s, like or um, really good actress. Forget her name. Okay, there, there are big stars. <laughs> my my mind's escaping me right now. However, the different stories are also meh and don't uh, okay. really matter. And there's this one story with a guy like he almost has sex with his daughter. It's like this incest story. What he he meet, meet, meets like he's like. Oh, oh, it's uh, Mickey Rourke. He's like 60. He meets this like 23-year-old girl at a bar, picks her up, takes her home, and then he finds out it's his daughter. It, like, it's a weird story that doesn't make any... S- and, and the thing is, most of these stories, the whole point of these movies are to make... Are, is is to, be, to be a love letter to this city to make you want to go to the city, right? I didn't want to go to the city after... Not, not because it's one story, but I felt none of these stories really uh, were love letters to Berlin. And my biggest complaint was... The movie had practically no Germans in it. Um, I think almost every one of the main characters was uh, an expat. And they really made it seem like Berlin is like 90% expats. And there's like one German who lives here. Which yeah, is, that, that's that's kind of shitty. Which I didn't like. Like, I really would prefer to be 75% German characters. And then sure. maybe like a hand, like one or two expats. But it was all, they focused all on expats. It really made it seem like there's not a single German who lives in Berlin. So that I really didn't like at all. Because that's just not true. And yeah, and the, and the stories just weren't that great. And there's this incest. It was this kind of, you, you watch it and you're like, I don't really know what the point of that was you know what i mean um yeah, yeah. It, it really and and again the, the, it's not one of these story these movies where all the characters collide at the end or something like that it was just these five separate stories that all sucked that we really, don't say suck but just really a mixed bag and just okay it, yeah it was just, now, what, eh. i have a question uh because you're a, you're a film dude what movies would you suggest to people who are interested in berlin that kind of show a good uh view of berlin like i think victoria for example is a good kind of small little snapshot story of like kind of what but Berlin is like. Does that show a good view? Of, it's about like a bank robbery gone wrong. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> the story, yeah, but like it shows Berlin, like, you know, people chilling on the rooftop, you know, randomly and the way they drink at the spade, things like this. Like it's very kind of, uh, you can feel the Berlin culture in the movie at least. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not about Berlin. But I mean, this is kind of like a classic. I think everyone even, they watch in high school or film school, it's like um, Lola Rent, Run Lola Run. Like, um, I think that shows the kind of like craziness and like kind of like laissez-faire attitude of Berlin, you know, cause a lot of people like, uh, you know, dyed purple hair, just like, the, like yeah. it just shows how like the, um, how you can really show off your own personal 
your personality, you know, and, and nobody gives a fuck yep. in, in, in a good way. You know what I mean? I think, um, so I like that for that. Um, but unfortunately like a lot of the movies that take place in Berlin are like world war two related. So it's not, yeah. I, I can't really say that there's um, really show off Berlin in a positive way. B movie is really cool. It's more of a documentary from the eighties, but Oh, also, yeah. Also really that good. That movie's incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. Also really good. If you're interested in uh, a, a pre wall or no, uh, during the wall, Western, Berlin, it's 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 very very uh, interesting. It's this guy documentary English, English yeah, was, yeah, he's English guy going through these underground clubs and partying and talking to people, the punks and all in West Berlin uh, in 1985 or something like that. It's super super cool. Yeah, and this is one that again doesn't show Berlin. And- I don't know. I, I still love it though. Like it, it's from 1946. So it's like it's filmed like right after the war happened. And I think it's called. It's a German film called I think The Murderer. The Murderer Lives Among Us, I think it's called. It's this amazing movie because like they literally film it in the, like there's no set. It's like th- in the rubble po- of- Post-war Berlin. Like it's filmed like a few months after the war ends. Oh my gosh, that's, and, that's wild. It's just a, a really amazing movie that just shows the state of Berlin at that time. And it really shows the people coming together to help rebuild the homes and stuff. And it has this kind of murder murder mystery kind of thread through it as well, which I really like. It's a, it's a good movie. I, I could be totally wrong with the title, but something like that. Okay, interesting. Anyways, and this is actually, this is a good one for Alex to dot to, to delve into. Ooh, I like delving. Delving? <laughs> Diving, whatever. Ooh, yeah, a little splash for me. Thank you. So well, you, well, you well, finished my, my big pour. Now, this is a good one. Now, um, here's a question from Helen. I was intrigued by the kindergarten system and how you move up with the same group of students as they age. Now, Alex mentioned that... Um, uh, you know, he starts the group of one-year-olds. Right. Then when they two, he, like he stays their, their teacher for five and, years until straight. they're six years old. Yeah. Right. Which is different than in the U.S. Um, so she's intrigued about how you move up with the same group of students as they age. Please tell me more. Uh, now uh, it's not done. Are there summer breaks for kindergarten, or do you just take some vacation time? What is it, Alex? What is this it? This is an interesting question because it's not that easy to answer, actually. Mm. So the kindergarten that I work at, yes, um, I start with the kids when they're one years old and I go with them until they go to preschool, which is when they're six years old. And then they start school, which is first grade. So you, so you go on a long haul, yeah. The long haul, right? Uh, and some kindergartens have mixed groups. Some kindergartens have one-year-olds and six-year-olds all together in one group. What? How does that work? How do you you entertain six-year-olds and one-year-olds very differently? They have, they have different... Uh, well, first, we don't entertain, Jeff. Um, different teachers do different activities with the kids. But during free play, they play together so the older kids can learn from the younger kids, younger from the older kids. Sorry, that's what I meant. I meant the, the playing is very different. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean you're like a clown who's entertaining. Or <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, so some kindergartens are like that. Some kindergartens are parent-run, even. Um, so there, there are a bunch of different ty- styles and types of kindergartens in... Germany, I can only speak right now for Berlin, um, but I do know the system I have is a system that, that does exist with some teachers, for example, will go from when they're one to two years old, they'll have another teacher for three and four, and then they'll have a preschool teacher for when they're five years old. Okay. So it is different based on what kindergarten you're going to. It just happens to be that mine, I go to, that I work at, we start with them when they're one and go with them until they're six. But I think in, cool. in the US, the standard system is you have a teacher for one year, Right. Next year, you have new teacher, new teacher. You don't really have normally have teachers that follow you. If we're wrong, let us know. Maybe it's different in your state. You know. Yeah, unless you're Mr. Feeney on Boy Meets World, and you're just the teacher, and endless teacher, and you show up in college, and also back back there, back your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Mr. Feeney. Boy Meets World. Check it out, guys. Good show. Not a new one. Topanga. I remember under Topanga Lawrence. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, now now there's a sequel called Girl Meets World. And yeah, there's the daughter of Topanga and and Corey. Cool. Anyways, we we digress. Okay. We're really digressing. Um, yeah, so it, it, it is different based on what, what kindergarten you go to, and in terms of summer breaks, um, I also want to say really quickly. Remember, also kindergarten is not the same kindergarten as the states. Right. In the states kindergarten is more like a school where they could sit down and they learn how to read write. We don't do that because kindergarten in the states starts at five or six right. whereas here it's starting much earlier and school here starts at six or seven okay so school starts later and that's when kids learn how to read and write the formative years one to six we teach them social skills emotional intelligence um cognitive you know all these things and not how to read and write because um they're not ready yet hmm. they're ready when they're six and seven years old um but, so you, yeah. but, but, but 
But um, my girlfriend, she has little kids that can read and write. Yeah, if the kids are interested in it, then of course we do it. But oh, it's okay. not part. It's not part of the curriculum to okay, sit down. I'm going to teach them to do cat today. C A T. It's very different. Okay, but but you do teach them. It's just it's more just if they're at that level and they want to do it. Right. Then, it's okay. based off child's interests. Uh, okay. that's, that's what we do in my kindergarten, at least. Um, that's generally German kindergartens, anyways. Uh, in terms of summer breaks, um, yine. What's that? Yine? Yine. Yeah, yeah, you, pulled yeah. a, you pulled a yine? I pulled a yine. So we do have summer breaks uh, for about three weeks. Which um, in the US, it's three months. But yeah. Right, at the kindergarten. For the school is longer, but the kindergarten. And during those three weeks, we still are open, technically, for what's called emergency care. And so that's care for parents who you know need to work, they can't take a holiday. And so it's way less kids, about one fourth of the school is there, of the kindergarten is there. And that's usually when people will do their holidays. But you know, we also need people to work there. So like I, for example, I worked one week emergency care so I can take a week off some other time. I have 30 vacation days. And so those are included in the summer break and the winter break. Mm-hmm. But I can work through both of them at once too. I can take any time off I want as long as, you know, it's 30 days. I can schedule it how I want, but usually I'll take them off in the summer because it's easiest and I don't screw over my colleagues and, you know, it just makes sense. Plus to, it's the best weather to visit places. It's the summer, but it's also the most busy. So I, I usually like taking uh, two weeks off in October because uh, that's when it's less touristy. The weather's still usually nice. Shoulder season, baby. Shoulder don't, season. Don't forget that shoulder season. That's what it's all about. So yeah, it is interesting. Um, it, you could read a lot about kindergartens in Germany. They're, they're, they're pretty incredible. Or just keep sending questions for Alex to answer. Or do that. Yeah, I love answering the questions. I love talking about kindergarten. So. He does. That is his jam. Perfect. One last question, Jeffrey. And this one's kind of more about the podcast in general. So, I like this one. It's a little meta. So this is from James. What kind of glasses, whiskey glasses, uh, do you guys sample your whiskey with? Also, what do you guys do with the bottles that you don't particularly enjoy? That's good a question. very good question. Interesting questions. So this is, um, I don't know, it's Jeff's glass. So, so I'll, these, these glasses I got off Amazon, a set of four. <laughs> now, it, that makes them sound bad, but uh, they're actually pretty decent quality glasses. They are, they are nice. Oh, they're called a tumbler, right? It's a tumbler. It's a tumbler, yeah. These are whiskey, there's tumblers. Um, I think I paid like 15 euro for four of them. And what I love about these, and what I would suggest for everybody, it has a nice thick base. Yeah, like you, you want you want the the weight, you want the the um, center of gravity low, uh, so there's no chance of tipping, and also it just it just feels good in your hand to it have does that feel weight. Good in hand. Yeah, um, but yeah, for 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 Amazon set of four, these are very just very quality considering the price and where I got them. So yeah, I, I like I, them. I would I would recommend that. And uh, what do you guys do with the bottles that you don't particularly enjoy? Let them sit in that shelf, <laughs> and not- and hope hope a visitor comes who likes it. That's kind of the answer. We don't throw them away. Like I, I, I keep the bad ones. Oh, sorry. Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse me. Gross. I keep the bad ones just like the good ones. But the thing is, and this is actually the best barometer. If you go to my shelf, you know which ones are bad because the bottles are full still. Right. Yes. Whereas the good ones eventually get down to, you know, there's like a little nubbin because I like to leave that one last little shot just in case I'm in the mood. But yeah, it, I think if you look at my shelf, there's maybe four or five that are filled to the brim and, and yeah. all, all that was removed was the amount that we poured to, ta- <laughs> to, to taste it on the, on the podcast. That was it. Yeah, for sure. And even when we, um, we haven't done that in a while. We used to split them every, after every episode, we just got lazy and stopped. No, no, it wasn't lazy. Uh, Alex was moving and he, oh, right. he, he was like, why would I want to bring like all my other whiskey bottles are, are packed. Why would I want to bring more and have to repack? And yeah. Yeah. We've done it since. Um, but even the bad ones, we would still split and I take them home and then hopefully, you know, sometimes we did try a bad one in a cocktail. Uh, and that was okay, but Actually, oh yeah, true. Actually, what I've noticed I've done recently, because uh, once in a while, I like to make a whiskey sour or an old-fashioned. Right. And my, my girlfriend, who's not a big whiskey person, she enjoys a whiskey sour. Uh, but So what I do is I'll use the lower quality, not good ones, just because the other ones I like to enjoy neat, just like just right. that whiskey in my mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, sometimes the whiskey shines better as, a, as, you know, as an old-fashioned or whatever you're making. Yeah, and it, it feels bad taking like a... 80 euro beautiful whiskey yeah. and like mixing it with you know lemon juice and vanilla yeah, and whatever. A little bit. i don't like i i just want to drink that neat you know and really just taste that whiskey i don't want to like lose the flavor by mixing it you know so the, sure. the cocktails i do but yeah even after this i'll we'll go down i'll look at the bottles there's a few that are obvious uh baddies because uh <laughs> there's just a full bottle and i think there was once or twice where 
I think we went to a split and you were like, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need, I don't need to I that. that before. Yeah. You're like, that, that's just crap. No, he, he, he got the bottle to split it with me. got the fun. I was like, nope, nope. You can, that's your <laughs> bottle. You can keep that one. It's like, cool. So I didn't take it home. So like, we, I don't even know how many I have at home. Um, it's just, you know, it is what it is. I, I have too much whiskey at home. It's, to it's be honest, obnoxious. eventually I might throw away the bad ones just because I need room for the good ones because like we're both, actually, no, you've got a bigger shelf. But for me, I'm running out of room and there, and, I, and if I can clear four bottles out for and replace them with good bottles, I might, Dude, fair enough. And it, it'll feel weird pouring them out, but some of them are so bad. I know I'll never drink them and I won't, I would never subject my friends to. You mean you, you don't want to keep, keep some Grangerstone? Grangerstone. Grangerstone. That's episode, episode two, two or three. Yeah. Stuff's awful. It's, it's, it's funny. It was like at the very beginning, but it still lists as our, one of our top worst whiskeys. Also, it's a great name. Grangerstone. Oh, my Anyways, uh, speaking of whiskey. That's a good place to end. Yeah, speaking of whiskey. Here we go. Let's review this. Um, I'm just, my throat's still burning from this bad boy. Man, just for review, this is. Actually, I'm going to say with a British accent. Maybe, maybe that can get it. Let's see how bad this is. Cotswolds. <laughs> Terrible. It is a single malt whiskey product of England, the founder's choice. Um, okay, I don't want to read about that in the back. Too small. Uh, yeah, so this is established in 2014. So it's a new Ooh, distillery. It's a, it's a new distillery. I like that, though. Interesting. Okay. Now, did it say how many years this is aged? Or we don't know. It, it doesn't. Nope. It doesn't say. It doesn't matter, doesn't it? But it can't be. Curiosity. Know, can't be more than seven. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. So for me, this is just, it's too strong. I'm not really enjoying it because every I, sip I take is like, whoa, Nelly. You know, it's it's a lot. I, I love a good burn, but this thing just is an endless burn. Just, yeah. Like, but the thing is like. The flavor's there. It's there. It's 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 not bad. It's a good whiskey. I can tell. Like I, there is good flavor. But some, but a lot of times it's just, it's just overpowered by the amount of alcohol in it. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to say it's bad because it's not. It's a good whiskey. It's just strong. It's just stronger than I'm I'm accustomed to. I'd say. For me, yeah, I I I like a burn, but I also like you know I like a smooth whiskey that I can just enjoy, and I'm not super enjoying this. I could I could see you being in a mood where this would be awesome. Yeah. Especially like like I said, winter. This is probably yeah, warm, great winter. warm you the f up. There is, there is a nice uh, sweet aftertaste, which I really enjoy. Mm, there is, yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, again, I'm not going to say it's a, yeah, like you said, I'm not going to say it's a bad whiskey. Um, but for that reason, I'm going to have to go like, I'm going to go like six and a half. I can't, I can't give it a seven because the sevens are usually pretty decent, I really like. But I would go six and a half. That's rough. I know. Because I was going to give it a seven, but then I, yeah, then, I, then you just said that. And I was like, I was like, yeah, seven is. Seven's pretty solid. Seven's like, this again, is like our, a good, good whiskey. Our, our ratings aren't really necessarily just saying the quality. It's more like, am, we, am I enjoying this? Our you ratings know? are absolute bullshit. No, no, it's, 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 it's like, am I enjoying this? And while this is a good whiskey, um, I can't say I'm enjoying I'm it enjoying at this it right level, seven level, but I feel bad giving it a seven I, because... I, 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 I haven't even given myself a refill for the first time in a long time. I, I'll be honest. I did. I, you I drank my, my my giant pour and some. And some so and clearly you're enjoying it more than I am. But the thing is like, even now, I haven't taken a sip in like five minutes. My, my throat is burning. Yeah. Like I can I can feel like the acid reflex from this it's alcohol. A, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's 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 weird. Maybe too much. Okay, I got to... Maybe it was it's maybe rough. if it was like matured for a bit longer, it'd be perfect. The only problem is like I think we gave that like really terrible Swedish whiskey a six as well, so I can't give this a six because that was actually awful in all ways. Oh, true. Uh, don't don't compare anything to anything. Nah. Our numbers don't mean anything. Okay, bye. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. <laughs> You're gonna go seven. Okay, right, seven. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, it, it, which again, it's it's drinkable but it's it's not I, 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 seven this is not shelf worthy i'll let that be known no it's, it's not shelf worthy and i think what we should do is a retrospective in winter and see how it tastes on a nice uh cold night maybe we'll bring this to like a christmas market we're walking outside in winter and maybe we'll like it then this could be excellent for the christmas flavor market. is there it's just right now in my state of mind in the heat uh, it's just, it's, it's just, it's not much. what I want right now. It's yeah. not what I want right now. Exactly. exactly. So, um, again, a lot of love has been put in this whiskey, obviously. And that's, it's always rough to put, uh, to give a low score to uh, a whiskey. that's a lot of love in it. So just don't take it personally. Uh, it's okay. Kotzwold. 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 You keep saying it in this German accent. Kotzwold. Kotzwold. No. Kotzwold. 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 Um, anyways, we're sorry. It's a six and a half, you said, yeah. and a seven. So that is what it is. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. You know, again, 
If you have ideas for future episodes, please send them. We always read everything. Um, if you have it in your heart to send us a little donation, those help us tremendously as well. And, and they've really helped us keep going. Over, like, because we had a few uh, bouts without sponsors, and without and that, without unbelievably that, helpful. Without those donations, I Man. don't know. We might have stopped earlier. So, yeah. um, again, we don't do this for the money. We do this because we just enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and you guys are awesome. Yeah, we, we do. We do. I, I do enjoy this, Jeff. Yeah, I, I miss this. After how can uh, we not? Like, we sit here, we chill, we drink whiskey, I know. we interact with you guys, and you guys send us the most amazing mess. Uh, what, have we ever received a negative message? Can't say we have. So, um, no, everyone's everyone's pretty nice. I like yeah. you. I, I like our listeners. Pretty nice people. Yeah, and I, I, I want to keep giving you guys good content. So we will yeah. do our best to do that. But you know, if you got if you got uh, ideas, those are, those help. Those are always helpful. Those help. You know. And remember, uh, you can contact us. Through our contact form or through Instagram, you can find all of our links. Hey, Alex, what's our website? www.agdwpodcast.com. Boom. I'm going to take copy paste that into the front of the show. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. Stay, uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, stay thirsty. Thank you. You're welcome. Cheers. Let's feel that burn. God. <laughs> <laughs>